Hello and welcome to Scott and Liam vs. Evil. Tonight we are reporting live from Tromaville. This week Scott takes a bath in some toxic waste and Liam smokes a joint for an atomic high. And that's exactly what's happening as we talk about Troma's first big epic major motion picture, The Toxic Avenger from 1984 and Class of Newcomb High from 1986. We'll start with The Toxic Avenger. Uh, for those who don't know Troma, we've done an episode 8, I think it was, or 7. We did Poltergeist, yeah. which was fucking terrible. Yes. Uh, all Troma movies are based in a fictional town called Tromaville. And the Toxic Avenger is the story of Melvin, the Tromaville Health Club mock boy, who inadvertently and naively trusts the hedonistic, contemptuous and vain health club members to the point of accidentally ending up in a vat of toxic waste. The devastating results then have a transmogrification effect. His alter ego is released and the Toxic Avenger is born to deadly and comical results. The local mock boy is now the local superhero, the saviour of corruption, thuggish bullies and indifference. What did you think of the Toxic Avengers, Scott? I, oh, God. See, see, watching, my experience of trauma is watching Poltergeist first. Traumatic. It's traumatic indeed. And, and Poltergeist is, they're taking a lot of the stuff that maybe worked for them, but because these two movies that we watched today are considered cult classics and they do get a, a more than, you know, halfway score on, like, uh, Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb and mm. stuff. They're getting like sixes and sevens. And um, that's, for when you watch these movies, that is a good score for what these movies yeah. are. Yeah. So watching Poltergeist first when they're trying to continue on a lot of these these jokes, it's rubbish from that point of view. But so going back and look at their earlier work, Toxic Avenger, there's more in it that, that annoys me than, than I like, I have to say, I think. But overall, I'd maybe watch it again. Like, I, I think over time I might watch it again. Toxic Avenger is Troma's, like, baby. After it came out, I also had three other sequels, Toxic Avenger 2, 3, The Last Temptation of Toxie, and 4, Citizen Toxie. It also then it was, there was a cartoon series there was action figures and there's still people with an outpost like Toxie for President like yeah. against Donald like, Trump Trump which probably it's probably a better choice much better choice especially <laughs> for Mexicans <laughs> uh, so Toxic Avenger became this quite a big thing in the 80s watching it back now it's kind of dated and very much like Trotter Woe which we'll talk about later, class and you come high, I thoroughly enjoy, I still think it's a brilliant film. Toxic Avenger, and like suppose you guys, they're all very racist, <laughs> very wacky, ridiculous. They seem to, to I don't know, I mean, everybody in these movies acts the same, so I don't know if they're telling their actors to ham it up, camp it up, act like you're in some kind of slapstick kids TV show but we are telling racist offensive adult jokes like it's and there's a lot of reaction like kind of acting it it's like folk folk in a school drama club yeah and it's and a lot of the sound as well I mean this might be testament to the the production team like the actual company that makes these movies they might not have a lot of money at the time to you know have a proper sound recording equipment while they're filming it so a lot of the sound is overdubbed again afterwards mm-hmm. and it doesn't fit in with the with the, the movements in the mouths and stuff it's, it's, clear, it's very very obvious but it's even true in a lot of their, their scenes and a lot of the different parts the continuity in these movies is is non-existent it's, yeah. it's awful it's terrible it seems to be like a really lack of like, perfection of perfectionism Um and the finishing touches in it there's a there's a line where people who are perfectionists are a pain in the arse mm-hmm. but when you're watching a movie that like you know there's a scene in Toxic Avenger where they're putting a billboard up and it's clearly not a billboard it's just a really crudely painted bit of wood that they put up in front of you like an actual billboard mm-hmm. and they're just like well it doesn't really work but let's not film it again let's just take that one that'll do that scene will do but I think that is in some of their films that's kind of part of their charm that's well, you see charm, I'd say it's the thing. I would say it's the charm because that makes it endearing. Some of the in class, you come high as Toxic Avenger. Ah, uh, why? Why not? Why? Why is it not the charm? Toxic Avenger is funny in moments. That there's bits where you remember stupid wee throwaway lines that he says that are actually quite good. Those, if if we take it back to Toxic Avenger at the beginning, and it, uh, most of my notes here, I think in the first pages, is written for the first maybe 
10-15 minutes of this movie like they go in they're in this this gym right they're in a gym I don't like there's nobody in that gym is doing a proper exercise whatsoever it's soft it's fitness gym it's, it's terrible and then these guys like the main kind of characters the two kind of main kind of gang members or bullies or whatever they're supposed to be I really really hate this mop boy but then you see the mop boy and he's just like mopping people's shoes he's mopping people's faces he's just like really getting in the way but then like they're really making fun are you sympathising with the bullies here no I'm just saying that like like it is frustrating until the, the, the mop boy character starts acting like he's actually got learning disabilities then I'm like well now we're making fun of people with learning disabilities and that's that's another way of offence like to be offensive it's just not cool say something about Tromaville Health Club though it's like Remploy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> the these these kind of characters that, that we've met so far, Slug and uh, Bozo, uh, they are uh, then just start casually just drop in that they, they commit hit and runs and they've never been caught and arrested. Like that's just they're on their Friday nights, they just go out and run people over. Because of the way the what did you say the name was? What not Bozo, the other one? Yeah, uh, Slug. Oh no, is it Bozo? The guy looks like Corey Feldman from The Lost Boys. Ah, slug. That's probably why they didn't get caught because the police are still looking for Corey Feldman from The Lost Because <laughs> yeah, he's true. just a complete replica. <laughs> the red bandana, the face, the Corey Feldman's face. face. See, um, at the start, with the first, like, kind of, to show them like, what they're actually doing, they'd run over a kid on a bicycle. Uh, That's so brutal. <laughs> but see, when like, they, they go and, like, they just cuts to, like, the, the wee boy going away, the sister, like, waving away, be careful out there! <laughs> it's like the middle of the night and you're sending your, your wee boy, your, your wee brother out on a bike and pitch black who then goes and cycles up the middle of the road it's his own fucking fault but it's quite nasty seeing the reversal room and he's he's head. His <laughs> apparently uh, Lloyd Kaufman once backed a car out of his garage and ran over his little sister she wasn't really hurt but it kind of haunted him for ages so that's why he does that like that scene well, and after watching the well, introduction of the poltergeist <laughs> about Lloyd Kaufman I can understand that he probably ran over his sister deliberately <laughs> <laughs> Do you, do you know what I think, right, as well, when I'm watching it, like, this, these movies are just full of people, like, who were assholes in, in high school. Like, nobody's paying attention. Like, there's a scene where the guy's supposed to be, like, an aerobics instructor, and everybody's just, like, in the, in the room's just not doing what he's telling them to do. So it's kind of like, like a class clown in high school who's, who's kind of forced to be at school, who's acting up and being an ass. Whereas yeah. in this situation, they, they would have paid a membership or a... Or a, or a like class fee to be in that aerobics class and they're just not trying you think you're wasting your money why are you what, I mean what are you doing and this is what I'm thinking when I'm watching this I'm not yeah. thinking it's funny that I think I don't know uh, Slug gives him itching powder or something and he's kind of gyrating about so then they all copy him and they're all doing that and I'm like this just it's isn't just childish nonsense it's that's exactly what it is it's childish nonsense but there's yeah I forgot the point there's, there's a point like when he comes up to um, when they're, they're winding the boy up and you think that Mopboy's winding them up on purpose like I think it's like like later on like it's just before he gets invited into like um like to be set up before he becomes Toxic Avenger he does something uh, and I think he's like he mops over them and he gets right in their face and right in their space I'm thinking hey, he um, but see when she's like telling him meet me in the girls locker room like later on there's just a boy in a blue speedo just casually having a boogie next to the pool like behind her that just, there's, there's no really any music he's just like who, who are these people going to this pool I don't I just when he goes I don't up, get it when he goes up and talks to that blonde lassie at the start she just screams at him and goes ah how dare you talk to me <laughs> I was like oh, fucking high school's mean <laughs> it's so harsh oh. I like it there's trauma boobs oh, in every, in every trauma film it's like fucking Game of Thrones, man. Trauma boobs. It's just tits everywhere. Tits everywhere. The thing I noticed from the start, and it kind of saddens me, but we'll never have a real-life mutant superhero. Because the way that Laurie just drives down the streets with the canisters kind of open <laughs> about, and honestly, there's too many fucking licences in that Health now. and safety is a pile of yeah. shit, it? Fucking... Nothing's fun. Health and safety gone mad. Look, Alex Mack, remember the programme Alex Mack? Yeah. The last thing she, like, she's on her bike and gets... Larissa Olenek. Uh, is that how it is? Yep. How'd you know that? Because I used to fancy her when I was in watch that program. Then she was in um, Malcolm Middle. Remember she played the uh, army cadet? No. Yeah, just one episode. That's fucking mind blowing. Well, anyway, things like that, you'll never get that now. We should go back to a time where nobody gives a fuck. Nuclear waste can roll down the street and we can give birth to some decent superheroes. I'd love to live in a time where, where, where nobody gives a fuck. Like, you just like 
you used to uh, like kids could just go and play for hours and there was no threat pedos fucking raping them in the middle of the night and even if there uh, was you still let them go anyway so you get to don't get me started on you know to, to, to clean up the house and that from going back in like a time where nobody cared like, like it would be so good and that's what the trauma films all are but the same as when they done uh, it's not trauma done it but Hobo with a shotgun was set in like just a weird reality where shocking things like hitting around running over a child isn't that bad it's not people aren't really worried about it maybe <laughs> I'm not saying that we condone running over children and hitting runs but maybe we need less political correctness Less fucking healthy. Do you know what? I, here's, here's my theory, and I think a comedian's maybe said it before, but like I'm definitely running with this theory. The problem we have in the world today is that for the last maybe 20, 30 years, we've started telling kids, not us personally, but people have started telling children that they are special and that they can do whatever they want in life. Well, you know what? The harsh reality is, <laughs> no, you can't. No, everybody can be a singer, and no, everybody can be a dancer, and no, everybody can be a fucking trapeze artist. You know, if you you just can be a, a like a, a road sweeper or a fucking janitor or a no, I take any away for road sweepers and janitors, but it's, you know, non skilled <laughs> job. Fucking stud it. Yeah. Stud the fucking pot. I think when you make them fuck a sheep, like it's about a harsh prank. It's school that the bullies would like they give you pole treatment. Did no, you pole, but what I'm saying is, would you would you fuck a sheep? If you were a sheep, <laughs> would you fuck a sheep? <laughs> Oh, we put it like that. Bet your ass out. <laughs> this guy had one of us, he said he'd fuck a sheep! Yeah, sure. Be honest, Joe, you're down with this for the fine-ass pussy, right? I'm down with this because I love animals, stupid. Even sheep? Of course. Sheep are beautiful creatures. They are beautiful, aren't they? Oh, God, yes. So that means you'd fuck a sheep, right? What is your damage, little boy? You got a sick and twisted world perspective. No, you're misunderstanding me, Prince Valiant. I mean, if you were another sheep, would you fuck a sheep if you were another sheep? Oh, since he put it that way, you bet your ass I would. Not so. <laughs> Yo, this motherfucker ain't one of us. He said he'd fuck a sheep. Wait, no! But in school, did you ever get pole treatment? Pole treatment? Pole treatment? No. In our school, we'd, I never got this. Just this isn't some I know, scary reality looking at Liam's childhood. We had like big pillars in the corners of the school, or even just lampposts, and they'd pick you up. Some guy would grab an arm and a leg, and another guy would grab the arm and leg, and they'd just run you into the pole, like ball first. That sounds pretty harsh. And it would hurt like fuck. And it's, it's called pole treatment. Sounds as if you That's the type of pranks that would happen at school. No bringing a sheep in and making them fuck it. That's the thing is, as well. Well, I don't know if the the cut that you watched was different, but he didn't actually fuck the sheep. That's <laughs> not watched. Uh, it was a Japanese cut. He, he was getting very intimate with the sheep. But that's the kind of, that's the kind of thing that annoys me because you, they're, they're asking you to accept that this person would not realise that in the dark that he's not touching a human being he's touching a sheep that's I mean that's they're asking you to think that he's he's fallen for that prank which he wouldn't they've also put know, makeup you, on the sheep because there's no need if they're in the dark there's no need for the makeup but if you're a geeky guy and you've no, no you've never had a bird there's a chance you might think that's how a girl no. feels I'm not accepting that anybody would look at a person and then in the dark the first time they touch them think that um, they would feel like they have afro hair all over their body I'd uh, say that as a Scotland challenge Lights out, I bring a sheep in, I bring a woman in, we get you in, feeling up, what you feel about, and then... Right, I'm in here, I'm up for this challenge. <laughs> you decide if it's a sheep. Like, just like, just... Or if it's a woman. <laughs> and then, we'll probably give the woman some money to go away and tell her we just done that, <laughs> and give the sheep back. So... Do we really need to give the sheep back though? I'd probably keep it if you want. You had that look in your eye. Like a weird... One thing that really pissed me off about Toxic Avenger is the policeman's horrific Irish accent. The, like he's not even trying. And wait. then somebody calls him a big stupid flat footed Mick. <laughs> which is just racist in itself. But his accent actually they should just hire me the accents because my accent work is is, un- is unbelievable. Do your Irish accent? Well, what part of do I be from? I could be from Belfast, or I could be from Dublin. I like to be from Dublin. Right, just Belfast. 
Can you do anything? No, that's it. That's Is that the only thing you're doing in a Belfast accent? Northern Ireland, Belfast. Is that it? Yeah. Do you want Northern Irish? In fact, the Irish in general, not people we should piss off. No. Probably shouldn't do accents. No. Mm. But I wasn't pissing them off. That was actually how they speak. That was true life. Ah, uh, yeah. Pretty sure I pissed them off. I, I, don't mem- I don't remember the Irish cop. I remember the German Nazi cop. Yeah, he was awesome. <laughs> Why every trauma film, they have some, some Nazi... Kind of pissed it's, it's a pissed It's not a joke against Nazis. It's the character is a Nazi. A, a Nazi. In every in every trauma film, there is a Nazi. Yeah, doing Nazi salutes and Mein Führer and stuff. There's no there's no reasoning or anything behind it other than just saying that. It, it, I mean, I guess the saying exists. I suppose. But Lloyd Kaufman, who obviously is the, the mastermind behind trauma, uh, or Michael Hertz, I'm sure his name is, uh, is Jewish. So why does he fight, why does he constantly bring Nazis in? But not it, it's not really. A, they're always just away. not making fun of them or putting them down it's like a character who just is a Nazi yeah it's not like Nazis are scumbags for what they did to my, my people but then I suppose, like, but I was kind of touching maybe it's just like to acknowledge that it exists because there are such a people as Holocaust deniers who say it never happened <laughs> I, still, I still just that must be more, that must be wild. more mind boggling than, than having to remember your past like your, your people's past that happened to people who will deny it even happened so to keep bringing it up and keep putting, I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's just he to realize that he doesn't the, care and he just that's what he does. Yeah, the other shit in the films, I think it is just that he doesn't care. Yeah, but it's a weird thing to keep putting in. Yeah, because it's not done cleverly. It's just no. There's an accident. There's nothing in this movie that's done cleverly. <laughs> let's let's not get on. <laughs> oh well, let's see. I, he talks to Avengers. He goes back. I'm sure it's to visit his mum. He comes in the gate after he's killed some people and turns around and shuts the gate. I think that teaches you manners. Well, but even after you kill somebody. Don't leave Garden Gates open. It's you know it's it's but it's characters in this in the movie like when the first time when he goes back to his house after he gets done in the toxic waste when he's turning into the toxic Avenger she's at the door of the bathroom and he's like in there like screaming like evolving into this big creature and then um, she's like are you okay are you okay and then he just goes Rah! and she's out going she's like my boy's finally reached puberty <laughs> as if this person doesn't know what puberty is like she thinks that's what she's got to like she looks like she's in a like a like a fifties like eighties. Yeah, that like like nineteen eighties version of what fifties where she looks old as fuck, yeah. and she's saying that's that's him reaching puberty, as if she thinks that's what happens. Maybe that. I don't. I don't <laughs> believe it. Uh, they kill the dog. Oh, they kill the dog. That is the only thing that gets to me. I mean, you're, always killing dogs. Completely taken away with the with the blind lassie's really overacting eyes. Like she's hamming up those blind eyes, man. She's all <laughs> over the place, and then they kill the dog, and they kill the guide dog at that. And it's so heartbreaking, and I think it's because the dog doesn't know that it's coming, yeah. and that's the worst part. It's unnecessary. Doesn't understand why it's just been shot in the belly with a shotgun. But I think again, is it part of its charm because all films are necessary? No, I think no. That was a good. It was a good scene. It was. It was heartbreaking to see it, but it was a good scene. That was probably the best thing in that movie. Like that was the most scene that hit the feels. No, the, be- the best scene was the in the gym, the weight bench, where it goes down his head. And it cuts to like, the bad practical head. Just yeah, like, that was definitely rah, the, best, uh, <laughs> the best kill scene. I like that. When you're talking about the, basically the continuity of it, at one point he gets thrown, the guy gets thrown out of the kitchen and he's covered in nachos and the camera cuts away for like a second and cuts back and he's covered in tacos. And you think, right, is that done deliberately to be off? Or does somebody just generally just go cover with nachos and then they film a different scene where they just put tacos on them and didn't realise? It's so obviously... Definitely, like they must be tied up nachos and then put tacos on them. There must be a reason behind it, but I've yet to understand why, like what they gain from it. Because you don't go, oh my god, it was not. Although, am I doing it by pointing it out? Maybe they've got me. I mean, it could be, it could be simply to get people talking like like that, and it could be the fact that because they don't care about continuity, when it takes some time and effort to do proper continuity, that they just do terrible continuity like later on. Then it kinda of takes away from the whole continuity and like you say, that's part of the charm they can then just say the whole movie is just oh yeah, purpose. Like the Tarantino Grindhouse type thing, like it's done deliberately to be like a certain style yeah. of film. Uh, maybe. Because there's also a scene at the end where there's uh, like a little boy and he's behind him and then it cuts away and he goes in front of him and then it's, he's behind him a different place. It's like yeah. It is, yeah, it's just chaos. The midget in the washing machine isn't necessary. <laughs> They just walks up, puts it in the washing machine, and I don't know if you want to do it in your accent. What does he say again? Where he goes, ha ha ha, not again, no washing. 
It's back like, to what we said uh, uh, last week um, with, with Cho and his uh, stereotypical Chinese dry cleaners. It's just, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's it's so, just so racist that it's just unneeded. Mm. Well, is it? And they did the thing about trauma films as well that we noticed in Portuguese. Like he, they, they tend to offend everybody, like every single minority, uh, ethnic, uh, ethnicity, uh, every religion, every sexuality, every nobody at all. Every single thing. If you offend trauma. everybody, then nobody can be offended, and I think that's the the, the angle they go for. But what actually happens is that everybody's <laughs> offended. <laughs> everybody's got a common goal to to hate trauma. Well, do you know some of the stuff like the production? Things. Hey, apparently a homeless man stole a prop gun from one of the trailers and then tried to rob the crew with it. <laughs> <laughs> Did they know it was the prop gun though when it was uh... I think so. Uh, but I think the homeless man didn't know this one had a clue. I think they should have felt or just got him in the film because the guy tried. That he tried. Just gave him a I always say Toxic Avenger was my favourite trauma film but upon rewatching the class and you come high and Trome, uh, sorry, Toxic Avenger. I definitely would say Class of Newcomb High is better. Oh, definitely. I, I mean, I've not even, I don't, I've not even kind of rated Toxic. I rate Toxic Avenger um, six pointless two twos out of ten. Like I don't have anything else to say about it. Uh, I mean, I might watch it again. Lauren seems to like Class of Newcomb High, which we'll talk about in a second. So maybe she'll want to watch the Holy Toxic Avenger with me, and that would be my second. She might, she might leave you after Toxic Avenger. Well, I was surprised that um, she just like when she came in, just like a. To, before we started recording this and we had it on uh, she seemed to enjoy what she seen what she seen so I mean I don't know it's, it's strange I would probably give it a 7 because when I first seen it I thoroughly enjoyed it it was just wacky I'd never seen shit like that before it was harking back to the old video nasty days like yeah. the time that I wish like obviously I was young in the 90s I kind of wish I was old enough to, to be to, to, really, it and be yeah, a part of it, yeah. to be a party oh shit I'm going to swap Evil Dead uh, such and such but you can't get caught because obviously a lot of drug one like him been growing up in that heyday so this when I watched it this was that time to me you would never get that it. again would you not know, unless nah. you're like trying to put snuff for like proper films but it would have to be cause even then you can get them on the internet but look at now it's just that everything's torture porn there's nothing too out there no like no matter what you do in a film someone's going to go there oh. was the, the world is that far forward that today uh, no, sorry, not today. It was a couple of days ago. Uh, on this morning, I was watching um, Holly and Phil. This is a UK like kind of daytime TV. Um, they were discussing uh, the secret life of the puppy people. I don't know if you've seen this. It's a no. Channel Four documentary that's going to be on the on the telly, and it's about men. I'm assuming it's men. It might be men and women who dress up like puppies or like dogs <laughs> and want to be treated as puppies. This boy's sitting on this morning with a full Dalmatian outfit and this kind of handmade helmet. Like it's really <laughs> well made. <laughs> dog's head he's got a harness on he's got a lead on this woman's sitting next to him holding the lead and he's sitting down like a dog in front of the couch and he's just talking about how um, like it needs to come get some publicity on it and stuff like that and there's just and she's talking to Holly's talking to him saying right so you're actually quite um, you're quite a, like a good looking puppy because like, he's all white and <laughs> you know black spots it looks dead clean and then she says you're actually Mr Puppy UK right for real and then it cuts to like scenes from the documentary that's going to be on the telly and it's like there's people in this convention who are like just in fucking gimp masks and gimp outfits with ears and I'm like this is like a quarter past 11 in the morning and I, I'm like this is daytime TV yeah you can you can show you cannot that. tell me there is not some kind of sexual gratification in this the guy was on the telly saying there isn't he but the guy's dressed up as gimp masks yeah there's definitely that is definitely something and I was like this, this is during the day this is on the telly and I'm thinking where is it coming to and then after that it says tomorrow we're going to discuss the top 5 vibrators really? yeah on this morning? on this morning? hmm that's the world we live in. Nothing, I mean, you yeah, cannot be offended by And, and, and that's the thing, I'm not offended by anything. And I'm not going to like, phone up Ofcom and complain. I'm sure there's plenty of people who probably did yeah, and yeah. will complain about the, those stories. But I do, to a point, see there's a time and a place. But then I also don't believe in censorship in the slightest. So I, I'm not offended by anything. But I do agree that we're in a, in a place where there's less kind of taboo or excitement over, like you say, like, you know, meant to see this. Yeah. You know, that kind of idea. Because yeah, it's just... Everyone's well, just out there. All the kids now, oh, they're playing Grand Theft Auto and shit like that. You see everything, in it? I, I don't believe it should It should be censored. You should be... Have your eyes open to... I mean, I watch horror films from a young age and I'm fine. You don't need to go... <laughs> you don't need to go far on the internet as well to, to, to see horrible videos. I mean, you can see all the terrorist videos if you really look for them, but on YouTube, there's people fighting, people getting yeah, stabbed, it's quite, people it's, it's shot. So you, it's need to, you do need to really go... 
out there in shock. Yeah. And I don't know, that that puffy thing's weird. Oh no, it's, uh, it's properly weird. It's, it's going to be on Channel 4. Um, it's definite sexual gratification. Oh, they, you don't... oh there must be some, some in it, yeah, absolutely. So, if you like dressing up as a puppy, let us know. It's, do you find it sexually gratifying? Yeah. If I don't let us know, I don't really want to be associated with it. No, I don't really like, I'm not really into that. Puppy people. It's like the other one that was on, it was The Secret Life of the Doll People. Yeah, I've and seen that. The guys would dress up as, as dolls, not as, not as women, as dolls. It looked creepy as fuck. And then they went to a convention and it was like in a hotel and there was like 20 people at it. Yeah. And you know how usually you watch these things and they say, we're going to the convention and it's like, you're like, follow oh, there's quite a lot of people who are in this yeah, stuff. Yeah. There's just like 20 guys just dressed up in these rubber doll suits and you're like, that's just... Well, look at the human baby, uh, the human, the adult babies. another one. It was in Channel 4. This one was mental. This guy had a girlfriend who, who acted like she was about five or six and she comes on the telly and says, no... He wants me to act as if I'm about two or three and with a nappy, but I prefer to be uh, like a toddler. I prefer to act like yeah. four or five. And then the cuts and you find what's she, what is she doing? And he's like, they're saying like there's no sexual gratification in the actual act of her dressing up as a, as a kid. And I'm like, no, that's clearly red flag. She's a yeah. pedo. His yeah. next step is an actual child. And then she's a fucking trainee psychologist. So she should are, know better. But are you then thinking that by doing that, he's actually it's probably safer because he's getting these sexual no. frustrations out through her and older women as opposed to actually finding a child. No, because I think... No, well, okay, I do agree. And if the guy has no thoughts to who to have sex with children, then then, then I would apologise for making those remarks because I'm not naming him <laughs> person. I don't even know who the guy is. He's probably fucking in jail now because he's probably fucking... <laughs> he's probably somebody. fucking Wayne's <laughs> But, do you know what I mean? If, if there is genuinely no like, kind of actual young children fascination or attraction there with them then, then then apologies are for it but it just seems to be that it's like a step up of the fantasy and then trying to act out the fantasy but it's not enough because she's not a real child yeah, that it's it, going it to get worse up, you know what I mean I mean at least the, the good thing about them the, 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 the puppy people is that's all they're doing they're not harming anybody well unless they're like a pit bull and they, they bite somebody's face <laughs> <laughs> better oh, face I, hope, I hope that happens <laughs> I always I don't hope a baby gets his face ripped off but it's inevitable that's going to happen and I can't wait for that story to come out uh, anyway, digressions. Toxic Avenger. Seven. I think if you've not seen, if you've not seen any trauma films, yeah, uh, it's either for you or it's not. I don't think MD would watch a trauma film and say they half enjoyed it. Yeah, either liked it, see yeah, what they're doing, uh, get it, or you think that's just fucking wild. Yeah. Uh, and I think if you're going to be new, if you're new to trauma, sorry, class and you come high is probably the best place to start which I was it I agree yeah it's just it's not as zany as Toxic Avenger it's more like an actual film like yeah a, it's more like a, like a fallible storyline as well yeah. it's, like, it's more understandable I'd, I'd suggest so Class in Newcomb High was 1986 uh, the pupils at a high school next to a nuclear power plant start acting and looking strange after buying contaminated drugs from a plant worker again based in the fictional town of Tromaville but the continuity between movies, the Tromaville town changes all the time because right. the guy that was the mayor in Toxic Avenger, runs who the was then the, killed, the nuclear yeah, plant. now runs nuclear power plant. So it's not continuity. Now they've got a handful of actors. Yeah, I was going to say this thing, it's all the same. It's all the same kind of core actors uh, and then just extras that I don't know where the hell they found them. But they don't. They don't tell them. I think they tell all the extras something different, yeah. like how they're supposed <laughs> to react because they're all doing something different all the time. Whose idea was it to put the school so close to a nuclear power plant? Fucking knows, man. I think the power plant's new. I think the school was already there. But it's like the nuclear power plant is on top of the school. Who <laughs> cool cleared that? It's just somebody, somebody at the Tromaville Council really need to be asking questions. It's like, there's one part where, where like, there's kids just kind of kicking about, going back for it, and then the two main characters go like look over at these guys in complete hazmat suits with wee boxes, like on the, the kind of radiation tickers, like, Searching the place like, what are they doing? Oh, I don't know. They're just checking for radiation or something. Are they? I like because they're literally on top of students, like in between them. See that bit you're talking about? How cool did those like uranium canister lunch boxes look? <laughs> and it led me to think, is that a possible merchandise idea? Like to sell back lunch boxes that look like big uranium canisters, and could we brand them as Scotland versus Evil? Lunchboxes. I think you have just heard that we have branded this idea, so. <laughs> Hands off, or you'll hear for our lawyers. Although, maybe trauma serious, but we just change don't, it don't up. Don't have any trauma. waste isn't theirs. Plutonium is not theirs. Yeah. Just don't well, they, theirs is uranium, but they're quite cool. Can you remember the big yellow canisters? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. 
So I had to say that it's new merch. T-shirts and do, them. Do you think that the, you know how the main characters, like the kind of pals, the guy who, the very, guy, very first guy who becomes like, he drinks the toxic waste for the, the sip thing. The geeky guy? Aye. Um, who, the guy who strangles the pal who's in it for quite a while, he looks a bit like Steve Gutenberg, and for a while I thought it was Steve Gutenberg. The only thing, apart from the fact that it's not Steve Gutenberg and I've seen that his name wasn't in the credits, <laughs> was that... Uh, Is during, that what made you not Yeah, it's during, during this time, uh, when this movie was coming out, yeah, Steve Gutenberg was probably in his 40s and had made many police <laughs> movies, so I thought that's not... Can't be him. But it really does look like him. Again, the lassie with the Hitler moustache, Zeke Keelan, the boy from the, the kind of gang... The gang were basically, they were all honour students and after some of this radiation and the contaminated drugs become what can only be described as tribesmen. Very futuristic tribe. Yeah. Uh, which but is except, the, except the one guy who's, who's wearing sunglasses, lipstick, a pullover and fake tits. Do you think so? Troll over ahead of the time by introducing a transgender character and not really making a big deal about it. Because in the 80s, that's. I don't know what transgender yeah, characters went about. Yeah. Obviously, now he's different because of Caitlyn Jenner and all, all that stuff. That uh, transgenderism is kind of in the forefront of the media. But yeah. in the 80s, it wasn't. Yeah, possibly. So maybe Troll over ahead of the game. But then they'd ruin it with doing other things. <laughs> doing other shit. The plan, see, the first news interview when they're talking about. There's like a, a spill in the school. Uh, they're talking to the owner of the plant, and there's two workers behind them, and they are the most fucking gormless actors I've ever seen. Telling these extras, like they're sitting with their jaws open. <laughs> I, I generally don't think it's acting. I think it's they just gave the roles to some people. Anybody who would want a wage. I they just stared at the camera. They didn't even try act, and it annoyed me. It really wound me up. I just fucking hate gormless people. Put <laughs> a bit of effort in. I know. And the thing is, though, as well, bad extras will take away from your action as well. That's right. the thing, because it'll draw it, distract your attention. That's, that's all I was watching was that guy. Yeah. Shut your mouth, mate. Just breathe through your nose. <laughs> fucking hell. Mouth breathers. Uh, why does Gonzo love MTV so much? Gonzo's you got... watch what you say about MTV! <laughs> He's got like two big uh, nose rings, <laughs> a fucking gum shield. He carries a bone. <laughs> and the guy talks at MTV and he goes, fucking mental. What? Why? I don't know. I mean, I guess it was kind of new at the time. I don't know. But there's no explanation. To, oh, don't you talk about, about MTV? That's it. <laughs> MTV's never mentioned again. So then, 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 then leaves it that may say how they're, they're drug dealers. And uh, she says, she's asking them to go. I'm sorry, babe. But business is business. <laughs> you know, he was only meant to be uh, one of the just to folk in the classroom, but he was the only one that could ride a motorcycle, so that's how he got the rolling guns. I like uh, I like things like that because that's that happens quite a lot. There apparently, um, Gunther from Friends was only meant to be an extra, but on the set they need somebody that could work a coffee machine, and he could. Really? And that's why he became Gunther. Apparently, I'm going to start learning how to work coffee machines. Sir, you never know where you might be. Well, the thing you just need to probably be uh, an extra for stuff. There was a, there was an audition like the other week there, Friday the Thirteenth it was in Glasgow, and uh, it was for to be an extra in a movie. And uh, I was working next year, so I couldn't go. But I was thinking, ah, I totally would go for See, that. My pal wanted to go and text me about it, but he, t- he told me it was on a Saturday. And we were going to Saturday go. was in Edinburgh. Saturday was in Edinburgh. I couldn't go. Do you? And they didn't tell you where it was for, but I know where it was for. What was it? Transport two. Was it? Yeah, that's what it'll be. Oh fuck! But kind of a, well, I missed it. But I wish I'd went. Um. Anyway. Um. I like. And the thing I see that, that these gang members. So they're already turned into these kind of weird gang members before the geeky guy drinks the, the water and then completely freaks mm. out and jumps at the window and dies. Um, but they, they do say it happened really they quickly. They do, but they also kind of don't... I mean, for, for if, if I was making... Well, if, if I was making the film, if I was rewriting this film, I would have had a, a transition between them being honour students to them turning into what they turned into uh, yeah, through, through to just toxic papers or toxic... Or some kind of... It's possibly the drugs then. Because if they're dealing the drugs... The drugs have grew on the grounds of the... They say they've pump. maybe smoked it before, became that, and then it's when they start selling it to the rest of the school. That's when they'll start when shit hits the fan. Possibly. But it just a bit, a bit... I mean, watching the movie, it's in the script and you can see, because they say that they used to be the honour students and now they're, you know, these futuristic... Just fucking weird. weird. <laughs> but they don't... Uh, just no explanation how it happened. It was just to accept that that's... That's, that's probably the weakest point. Hey, this, the, the no explanation for that I say the weakest point it doesn't bore me at all it probably won't bore you if you actually enjoy trauma films but 
that's the one bit that there's, um, just kind of fell on its off. I did think, like, when I was watching this movie, was one of the gang members, the big guy in the kilt, who is also in a Avenger, the main guy, yeah. uh, Bozo or yeah. I thought he comes across as a good actor. Like, yeah. in, in, a, in, a, in a kind of a, a group of actors who are all giving it, you know, like, not even giving it 100%, like, ham acting it up, being campy, being over the top, being ridiculous and the lines and in the reactions and stuff, he comes across as a good actor within that. And in Toxic Avenger, he does camp it up as well because he's not mm-hmm. as good in Toxic Avenger, but there was actually a scene, I think it was the driving scene when like they're driving uh, before they drive off the cliff. It's like he's almost like his good acting comes through. Like he, he forgets yeah. to camp act and he, his good acting comes through. And I, and I am beat him and all he's been in is these movies. He's not been in anything else. He looks like Cameron from Ferris Bueller. No, I don't I mean, but He fucking does. <laughs> Cameron from Ferris Bueller still acts. No, I say he looks like him. I didn't say he was him. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, man. But, uh, no, I thought he was quite good. Yeah. But what I don't like, well, I, I don't know if I like it or I don't like it, but you know how in, in trauma films it seems to be sort of ridiculous lines, like there's a there's a line where um, I think they're, they're about to get it on, like two characters, and she asks for his joint, and he says he's either got one or he's got to give one, and she goes, that, that joint, and he's stuck his dick, and like, oh, fuck's sake, man. It's, it's the same last that at the start, when all starts kind of hitting the fan, she says, it may be my woman's intuition, guys, but something's going on. It's like, no, it's not your woman's intuition, it's the fact that a guy <laughs> spewing green liquid just jumped through a window. <laughs> that may be how you know something's going on. Hey, we were talking about the extras, like bad extras. There's a scene where they're in the canteen and there's a girl pretending to be eating off a fork. And for the full like five minutes of that scene, there's nothing in her fork, and she's just putting it to her mouth, and, <laughs> and there's nothing on it. And you think, what would it have cost to put like a, a bit of chicken or something on that fork? Right. It's fucking ridiculous. See, uh, the, the way that they act, right? I don't know how old they are, but they, they look older than high school. But that tends to be the case. They're probably in their twenties, somewhere twenties to thirties, because the big guy in the kilt potentially could be a little older. Um, it's and it genuinely is it's a movie written of how teenagers act. Written by someone in their forties. Do you know what I think it is? Well, old trauma. It's like live action Beavis and Butthead. See Beavis and Butthead in those type of cartoons, the way they were back then. The fucking zany, disgusting, over the top, like yeah. the band Guar, things like that. I think trauma is that. I'm sure and it's, it's probably, probably as well because I mean, there's probably like a lot. Of, there's a lot of Beavis and Butthead cartoons that I just I give a lot of leeway to because I really like them and I have fond memories of watching them. But you think that people don't act like that? Yeah, you know when they, they do, do something that. and they just like, the way they react to it, or where they like the everybody else in Beavis and Butthead reacts not like almost normally, but they just don't give a shit and they just they I mean they walk away face like destroying everything and it kind of I guess know, it, there must be a, there must be a name for that kind of genre, but it's yeah. that same vaguely thing. Uh, my biggest problem with eighties, <laughs> not that we're talking about it, is the wedgie bathing suits. See the women that wear the bathing suits? So high. They're so, like, up to their nipples. And it just, it doesn't look... It <laughs> makes the asses look, like, really elongated, but uh, the front is weird as well, because it, it just, I don't, I don't look good. It looks, it looks, it looks painful, good. and it makes them look like fucking stretched giraffes. <laughs> it's, I don't understand it. If I, see, as a, if I grew up in the 80s, and all porn that I watched was women in these bathing suits, I think I'd maybe, well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I've done but I wouldn't be masturbating to it. <laughs> it, put, it puts me off. Maybe I didn't find fashion by going, oh guys, on the skin And the thing is, you know how fashion circles, uh, it's probably that that would come soon, I bet you. Again? It's weird. But, uh, because like, nothing shocks anymore and people, are, girls aren't covered up, not that they should be, and not that they, by them not being covered up, invites anybody to look at them either, but, uh, it's always two pieces of bikinis in it, you can have a big, you can have like a high waisted just bikini bottoms like up to your up to just the pants but I say I, 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 I don't care it's kind of like a mankini I, I don't care but we wear, wear the one but just don't wear things that to me looks painful because it, it is so high why, why is it so high I don't know they do is look. it to show their thighs off I think so but they can show their thighs off and something that's annoying but then if you think about it if it was if it was all one piece swimsuits then that's probably the best way you could get to show off as much skin and now it's like really tiny bikinis you need, we need strange well up. that's my biggest problem with 80s anyway where we are is they go to a party at night he convinces the two, two of these pals uh, buy a joint off the, the gang from the guy in the kilt and he uh, says it's a new super strength weed they call it an atomic high <laughs> and then they charge him 20 bucks for it which is 
crazy for one joint, yeah. but then they threaten them and they so they beat take it. So they go to this party, they convince the two main characters who are like the clean cut preppy students who are trying Warren to do well in school Chrissy. and uh, force them to smoke the joint. Now, when we say force them, they stuff the joint in their mouths. They don't force them to inhale or draw in smoke, mm. but they do do that, but mm. they imply that it's all forced. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they get uh, atomically high through this nuclear nuclear growing cannabis and then uh, get it on upstairs in the party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When they go home, the two of them... I can't believe you're overlooking this. Oh, no, you're not. Sorry. Uh, I'm when they go home, the two of them uh, go into some kind of dream and start to... Uh, Transform. The question I want to ask is when he has his dream and he gets a nuclear boner, why does he grow nuclear tits? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's almost as good as I can't believe you're overlooking the nuclear boner. So this um, nuclear boner is like fucking three times the size that he is. Yeah, I don't actually understand. He grew, he grows, does he grow two nuclear tits or just one nuclear tit? He grows two. He grows two nuclear tits and I don't understand why. Uh, yeah, I don't. <laughs> I'm at a loss for that one. But how massive is the nuclear boner? That would just hurt. Yeah, aye. That would that would that would <laughs> have to kill hurt. somebody. <laughs> aye. Uh, <laughs> and then she she has a a dream. She gets apparently whereas she turns she gets pregnant. She gets pregnant. She gets nuclear pregnant. <laughs> and uh, she it's, I think it's later on that we find out what happens to that. But after this scene, they then go to uh, the gang again, and they're outside. Uh, this is when your two main gang members who are. Uh, also, I don't know what they're called in this one. I think the guy, the main guy, is called Spike in this one. Uh, I can't remember what the guy is called. But the, he takes an Alka-Seltzer and puts it in his mouth, dives in the ground and starts pretending to have a fit so that the woman who walks past, the guy in the kilt says to him, we need to um, help him. We need to put something soft in his mouth so he doesn't bite or swallow his tongue. Let me use your pocketbook, which is like a purse. They convince it to take it off uh, her, but then it turns out that it's just an elaborate ruse to, to rob her. When Spike gets up from his pretend fit, he punches her cunt in. <laughs> like, what, what was the need to go through this Alka-Seltzer st- you know, act in the first place. If you just got to like beat her up anyway. So what you're saying again in another episode of Scott and Liam is that the old woman should have cunt punched her. <laughs> I'm just saying. It seems to be a bit. Uh, I'm just. Of... I'm just saying that there was no need to pretend that there was anything other than a robbery. Yeah, there's no need to just rob her. Just punch her cunt in. <laughs> it's now getting painted as <laughs> a domestic abuser school. <laughs> no, hey, yeah, no, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm just saying that equality exists and if you're going to fight anybody then you fight if you're, if you're going to robbery, you might as well just just beat her <laughs> to, to do it no I, I'm just saying like, if, if it was just simply to rob her without doing anything then they could have done the Alka-Seltzer trick took the purse off her and ran away and that would have been the end of it but he gets up and battles her there's no need for the Alka-Seltzer trick I don't know what purpose it served but anyway so the guy runs down the guy with the kilt runs down the, the alleyway with the purse and that's when uh, the guy uh, our hero is it Chrissy no it's Warren his name Warren yeah. um, who had the nuclear boner in his dreams he comes down the, the hallway and he has turned into the Toxic Avenger yeah it is uh, that, it's the same movie it's the same uh. it's the exact same thing and I thought watching it I could I, I mean I watched this movie I watched this movie first and I didn't know which one came first so I wasn't sure if this was which then became Toxic because I knew there was like a whole kind of I knew there was a whole merchandise and you know the cartoon and everything else that came with it so I didn't know if maybe this is how it started uh, since watching Toxic Avenger it's, I can see that no that's not the case mm-hmm. so now I'm just thinking uh, did they just have the same makeup lying around or did they think the Toxic Avenger worked well so they just thought let's just put him in this one yeah why, why change something that's working because it he, comes, for obviously it for he comes down he battles the, the gang members and then he goes away and that's the last time he ever is yeah, mutated. Yeah, yeah that was it was quite weird. There's no explanation, no nothing. I think I guess maybe we were doing wrong watching trauma films, expecting to analyse it. <laughs> it. It should just be switch your mind off. It's just, watch just it. happens because it did. It's wacky. It's ridiculous. It's fun. I defy you to watch class and you come high and not come away enjoying it. Surf Nazis must die is very much the same. See, the, this, well, we just watched one of the special features there before we started recording this one, and it was, I think it was called The Aroma of Trauma, and it was just like a flick through of like all the movies they've done, and there's a lot of movies under that banner. Did you see that one with the big monster penis? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is, but what is it? I don't know, it's probably The Condom from Hell, I think that was one yeah. of them called. One of them was called. Uh, sewer Babies or something, what did you say it was called? Uh, sewage, sewage Baby. Sewage Baby. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh. I don't even know if that's trauma, but I, I snapped it by it. Uh, the soundtrack in all trauma films, the soundtrack is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. They make up songs. They make up their own songs. It's always a good. All the lines have reference to the stupid bits in the movies, but there's a kind of slight rendition of Run to the Hills uh, through this, and it's written by Clive Burr, the old Iron Maiden drummer. All right. And it actually sounds a lot like Iron Maiden. I don't know who does the vocal, uh-huh. but it's better than Iron Maiden. Not that that's hard, but. Yeah, I'm really funny. I'm I'm very revealed that we don't like Iron Maiden. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a scene. Oh, in fact, remember it. Remind me to tell you this. But end. Right. There's a scene <laughs> in this movie when they're walking, and he's he's gone. His pal who gave him the atomic high joint, and he's he's moaning at him, saying that uh, this you've kind of turned into like some kind of crazy beast like last night. So he's like, "What did you give me? I'm really really annoyed. I'm really really upset." And he says, uh, "You were an upset Saturday night." To which then he replies, "Why did you have to change the subject? Because he's talking about like getting laid." Mm. Did they change the subject? Saturday night is when you gave him the joint. That's then he had the sex. <laughs> then the That's exactly the subject he's talking about. Did they change the subject? Ah, we're going about this all wrong. We're analysing. <laughs> <laughs> we're analysing shit. Doesn't need to be analysed. Hey, do you want to know what I had to say? No. When they, when they go to the <laughs> when they go to the basement uh, later on in the movie, the boxes in the basement bear striking resemblance to the boxes in Dawn of the Dead. I don't know if that is any on purpose. If it's like a, like a a lot that just sells props for movies and they just use the same mm. ones, or if it's a reference, I don't know. Is it being a wee triangle with a circle and that the boxes yeah. are in the you know when they come into the mall at the first time and when the boxes are in where they eventually live for a while. Mm. It's that guy. It makes sense if the movie put that in as a wee nod. Yeah. Uh, but at the end, kind of when she's driving about, she's hanging off the back of the bike, and they're just trashing the school. The, there's been like a toxic monster has appeared from the bottom of the school, attacking everything, and the gang are going about, kind of going wild. She's hanging off the back of the bike with a spray paint can, and there's nothing coming out of the spray it's paint can. absolutely fuck all. And she, she's looking and laughing and screaming as if she's writing her name. There's nothing coming there's out of the spray paint can. It's so shite. It would have it would have cost you £3 <laughs> to get a spray paint can and what it actually sprays on. It's... That annoyed me as well. I really, really did. The, um, the, the, it gets to the end. The, the monsters in the basement turns out to be the aborted weird fetus. It's not... Right, from, 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 yeah, from, from their, after the joint. From the atomic high sex they had at the party. She has a miscarriage of this crazy beast that lives in the basement now. Um, <laughs> And, and it grows up and then and, and, and kills everybody at the end of this movie. There's a part, you know when they kidnap her and take her down to the basement? And um, so they take her necklace off and cut her in the hand so that there's blood and there's her necklace uh. so that they can tell Warren to come down to the basement to get her because they want to fight Warren. They, um, how the hell does she get out so fast? Like the girl who's down in the basement with him, then when he sees Warren, he runs to the front of the crowd that's outside the school and it's a different girl who's got the necklace and says that they wanted me to give you this. There's no time for that. Yeah. Also, the continuity when they're wrecking the school, Spike, the guy who's the leader of the gang, is down in the basement holding her hostage, but at the same time, into space with clips of him up on the roof, throwing the, the desks off the roof with the rest of the gang, who are at the same time going to boot the school and more big fake spray paint in the walls. Oh, uh, <laughs> do you know what? We shouldn't slag it because we remember the Coctopus, the continuity is going to be all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we should just go for that style. Like, the continuity is going to be off, guys, but you just need to accept it. Ugh. And it's fine. What did what did you think you talk uh, class and you come high? Do you know after all the all the ter- how saying how shit it is, I I'm giving it a seven Hitler moustaches out of ten because I thought it was enjoyable, but it's not brilliant all the way through. I'm giving it an eight. It was fun. It was wacky. It could be a really cool cartoon. I think they're actually redoing it. They're meant to be redoing it. But it's trauma's redoing it. I don't know if trauma it's trauma. These days don't do well. Yeah, I don't know if it's trauma. They were meant to bring it back. In fact, they might have uh, for like a TV series. Right. And it could do well whether they keep the adult humour in it or make it like a kid's thing. Because it would work as a kid's cartoon as well. Yeah. If you cut out, obviously, all the... Just change all the, the fucking the, the drugs. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. The, the, um, yeah. Just the one more thing I wanted to point out is that the laser in this high school uh, science lab is so powerful it reverses colour as if you're working on a Microsoft paint. <laughs> <laughs> just makes it up in the negative. <laughs> but it, it shows you the, the laser working. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I was under no illusions whether that laser was working or not. Uh, I'm quite tell you about seeing my arcade machine that uh-huh. I mentioned a few weeks ago that I bought for the man cave. Mainly, I remember playing it last night and there's a, saw a game on it called Chiller. And have you ever heard of the no. movie Chiller? I honestly don't think this is... I think this happened in my mind, but it's, it seems to be a game where 
it came on it was just the sound of a man kind of moaning like oh, and caught chiller and you can do one player two player like a shooting you get a wee cross here and you shoot and it starts and you're in a torture chamber and there's just folk hanging up but obviously like eight bit like Aye. really bad and what you've got to do is shoot them so there's rats come in and take bits off them if you shoot like his chest it goes all blood and it's his ribcage and you get points and there's like a guillotine if you shoot the top of it it comes down and cuts the head off the whole point of the game is just to shoot these people that are hanging up <laughs> shoot dead bodies just shoot but they're not dead they're alive they're uh, <laughs> and won't you're just shooting them and then you get to the end and you get special things if you shoot so much and then I think it's by level 4 there's some like really uh, weird pixelated boobs that we always <laughs> try to get to but the game apparently it didn't sell well because obviously nobody wanted to have it but see playing it I was like this is a Goosebumps episode <laughs> this I'll play this game it only exists in my head in like 13 days I'm going to end up in a torture chamber with some guy just shooting me. <laughs> it's a fucking hell. I'm going to show you it after this. The, the footage. The, the game? On, uh, the footage online. I've seen the footage online the, uh, one of the games you played it was uh, you're a matador and the bull just oh, rams and throws you apart. You put your flag out and as he runs you've got to stab him. But I'm shit at it. I keep getting impaled. Those kind of games are, <laughs> I think, that uh, are the best representation of life. They, yeah, they just, not, they just not get, the chiller one. Trust me, you watch it you go... Like, people think Grand Theft Auto is bad this game is essentially people in a torture chamber like your torture chamber and you're just shooting them and it's just they're blowing their heads off blowing all the skin off and rats are coming in there's a guy one I think it's level 2 the body came in and it's lowered down and I'll like, get just keeps eating the feet and all that the guy's just screaming oh, I, I don't understand why it's a game but I think I, uh, I think Nintendo when they brought it out tried to make it out as if these guys were like monsters they were going to turn into something so you had to kill them before it but it's not it's just then back, I mean, Nintendo's a Japanese company and probably then were solely based in Japan and it's the, making games what they thought would have sold to a western audience Japan's fucked up alright well this is this is wild man I like, look forward to playing it still, do you need to pay money for your machine or does it, is it uh, done to just da, uh, do you pay money no you just press the button to get a credit do you need to pay money? Yes. <laughs> 50 pence a credit. 50 pence a credit? Yeah, for other people a pound. You're getting half, half off you. No, how, wait, no, because that, that machine will take like a 10 pence or a, an old 5p or something like that. No, pay. it won't take 10p or 5p because it's my machine. It'll take 50p <laughs> or a pound. <laughs> Is there a slot to put the money in? No, there's a wee hand that you put in. My <laughs> no, hand. No, there is a slot and I've got a key you'll not get the money out. But there's so many games, man. Aye. That's brilliant. I was playing Metal Slug yesterday. Metal Slug? Oh, no, Metal Slug's good. It's just this wee army guy running about shit. <laughs> but the Chiller game was was weird. I don't understand how I found it because there's two thousand games on it. But that's um that's the beginning of a short movie. That I know. That's you can't copy this. Yeah, copy it again. <laughs> uh, I thought about brilliant it was goosebumps about brilliant goosebumps episode. That sounds too dark to be a goosebumps episode. Yeah, could be an, an, an adult, dark episode. An adult that's more. Or are you afraid of the dark? One yeah. point. Mm, well, that was weird. Uh, have you watched anything Netflix this week? Uh, not on Netflix but I did watch a BBC uh, TV show uh, it was in four parts and it's called The Secret and it starred James Nesbitt um, and it was a true story uh, of a dentist from like, Northern Ireland who with his lover plotted to kill his wife and her husband and then live happily ever after because he wanted to keep his dental practice and his stay in the same church so they couldn't run away together which seems like a logical mm-hmm. uh, answer to an affair uh, and it spans it over 10 years as um, they kind of try and deal with it. Then they two end up splitting up and having new lives. And then at the end, it comes all out. Uh, true story. Um, it was really good. Always left in a cliffhanger. And it turns out that uh, Lorne's friend uh, lived in the town that uh, oh, really? the guy's from. Yeah. He told us. He's like, uh, I used to I remember <laughs> that. That happened. That's pretty crazy. crazy. Probably get that on iPlayer then. Yeah, you will do. Oh, in the UK. In the UK, yeah. You uh, might get it in the States. Probably. I think you get BBC over in the States. Yeah. You probably get it. Really, really good. Really, really well acted, uh, well written, and uh, cliffhanger episodes, definitely. Written. I like James Nisbet. Yeah, he's good. Uh, keep me that acting game late, which always gives me hope that I'll get there someday. Keep thinking. Uh, the, on Netflix, Return of the Living Dead's on it. Mm. If you're a fan of the podcast, a fan of horror, you'll have seen it, but it's a brilliant film. And watch that. It's enjoyable. I've not watched anything shit. I've not really had time to watch things. I've been too busy. Uh, like just working and shit playing marketing games game. I, will, I bet I go home tonight and go to play it and it's not it's just not there it's just <laughs> it's not a real thing I googled it today to make sure it fucking is <laughs> uh, so because of the nuclear theme 
we will go into a bit of a, a nuclear creepy corner. The Chernobyl disaster was a catastrophic nuclear accident that occurred in the early hours of the morning of the 26th April 1986 at the Chernobyl nuclear power plant in the city of Pripyat, located in the Ukrainian Soviet Socialist Republic of the Soviet Union, or the USSR. On the fateful night, during an experiment scheduled to test a potential safety feature, which is quite ironic, one of the main reactors at the plant suffered a huge power increase, leading to an explosion in its core. The explosion dispersed large quantities of radioactive fuel and core materials into the atmosphere, killing 31 people almost immediately. The radiation fallout produced from the explosion roughly affected 63,000 square miles and approximately 7 million people in Russia, Ukraine and Belarus. The epic scale of the disaster cemented Chernobyl as the worst nuclear power plant accident in history in terms of cost, which is an estimated 18 billion rubles. Who knows what that is in I thousands say, how much is that? What's a ruble? Yeah, oh, I don't have a clue. <laughs> not a clue. The billions probably still a lot though. Although was it not? Uh, was it lira? You could be like a millionaire in like Italy before the euro, and you only really have like twelve quid. I can imagine the clean-up feature noble was expensive. Yeah, right? yeah, <laughs> uh, and casualties, and it's one of the only two nuclear accidents to be classified as a maximum level seven on the international nuclear event scale. Which I'm quite surprised is a thing. Who sits there? Chinese health and safety gone mad. Yeah, because there's only so many international nuclear events. They don't need a full fucking scale for it. What about the top? Is that the top level, Jen? It is level 7? Yeah, level 7. Level 7's a weird number to be the top, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's the top so far. There's always room for, well, no improvement, but worse. So. <laughs> hey, the other, obviously, being the Fukushima disaster in Japan in 2011. From 1986 to 2000, over 350,000 people were evacuated and resettled from the most severely contaminated areas. As we all know by now, nuclear radiation can lead to horrific genetic and physical mutations as well as turning some people into superheroes. But this thing is not all about Chernobyl. That was just a bit of a setting. Obviously, everybody knows about Chernobyl. It gets a bit more interesting. See, can I just say, 14 years seems a long time to evacuate somebody from a, a nuclear disaster zone. Yeah. Yeah, by that point, they've already got four heads and Does it like they evacuate like right next to the place and then they go, oh, fuck, this is a bigger radius. Let's evacuate the rest of I think the summit and like, whatever, however far the radius is some of the land you won't be able to farm on it or like it's not it won't be fertile for another like 500 years yeah like they just like um, they get rid of so many people and then they're, they're just like you know, can ruin like neighbouring towns and stuff and they're like hello I just to let you know that my baby was born with 14 toes <laughs> Yeah. On one foot. Oh shit, we better yeah. <laughs> make the radius bigger, make the radius bigger. We just walk in. Does anybody get any circus freaks? Right. <laughs> Jimmy there with three arms. Right, Jimmy, go on. <laughs> Evacuate you and your family. <laughs> make it bigger, make it bigger. <laughs> uh, spread now. In uh, a few weeks leading up to the disaster, some people reported that they'd experienced strange events revolving around sightings of a mysterious creature. Described as large and black and bird-like in appearance, with no discernible head but possessing two bright eyes and a 20-foot wingspan. They were said to experience horrible nightmares and threatening phone calls following their first-hand encounters with the suspected creature, which was later dubbed as the Black Bird of Chernobyl. I don't understand how a bird-like creature can use the phone. <laughs> don't you dare tell anyone you see me! After the accident, several employees at the plant claimed that they had seen a 20-foot bird escape from the reactor. Gliding up through the irradiated smoke in the sky. I think they're probably getting high off nuclear yeah, waste. I think that's they're, they're yeah. definitely atomic highs. <laughs> this harbinger of death was never spotted again. Due to the massive evacuations and the number of people that died from the radiation, the eyewitnesses to the black bird are either all dead or remain anonymous, which is convenient as it means there's no foolproof way to debunk what the witnesses claim to have seen. Many theorists have likened the mysterious 20-foot man-bird to the creature known as the Mothman, which was sighted several times in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, in America in the 60s. As regional folklore goes, on November 12th, 1966, five men who were digging a grave at a local cemetery. It doesn't explain why five men were digging a grave. <laughs> well, they didn't have JCBs back then, so it was taking a long time. And five of them. Ah, well, many hands make light work. Eh, maybe. Uh, they claim to have seen a man-like figure fly low from the trees and over their heads. Over the next few days, more and more sightings are reported. One was the testimony of two young couples who claimed to have seen a large flying man with 10-foot wings 
whose eyes glowed red, following their car as they were driving in an area outside of town, which used to be an old World War Two munitions factory. Another sighting was from two volunteer firemen who sighted it as a large bird with red eyes. One wildlife biologist, Dr. Robert Smith, from the Cure, yeah, <laughs> from the University of West Virginia, told reporters that the descriptions that people were seeing and the sightings they all fit the Santel crane, which is a large American crane that was almost as tall as a man and had a seven-foot wingspan, uh, and it had circles of a reddish colour around its eyes. That bird may have wandered outside of its migration route, and it seems to be that that sounds plausible to oh, me. Because people's terrifying. It, sounds, it, does, <laughs> it does sound terrifying, but it's also people's descriptions of what they've seen. If they've seen that terrifying bird, would then make it uh, become like a 20-foot yeah. wingspan. It would be exaggerated and it would be bigger. Um, sightings of the Mothman continued up until December 15th, 1967, when a suspension bridge in Point Pleasant, the Silver Bridge, collapsed and killed 46 people. No further reports of the Mothman were ever given, which lead many to believe that it was the harbinger of the coming disaster, much like the later Chernobyl Birdman. The Mothman myth was popularised in John Keel's 75 book, The Mothman Prophecies, which was later adapted into a 2002 film with Richard Gere. Today, Point Pleasant still holds a weekend-long Mothman festival on the third weekend of September each year, which is of course what you would do. I'm going to show you right now the photo of the Mothman that was seen on the bridge. What? Holy fuck, that's totally a black man! That's just like a big black blob. No. No, that's pretty, that's... It's got wings. That's pretty, uh... We'll put this up with the episode. Uh... That's the sign of the Mothman. And they think it was a harbinger of death that obviously the bridge was going to fall because it's never been seen again. And it's pretty, pretty convincing photo. There's actually a statue as well in Point Pleasant. Of the Mothman. Well, they're obviously celebrating the Mothman, aren't they? I mean, they're yeah. having a festival about them. Which so. is weird, because I wouldn't celebrate a, a winged birdman that no, I, I don't tore down my bridge. No, I don't forget that it was ever in my, ever my, in my town. And we fucking... I thought it was him flying, but I don't think that's a real one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe Photoshop. Uh, some people say it's a government conspiracy, because... It's always a government conspiracy. The people that that seen the, the Chernobyl Blackbird and the Mothman, whether they are the same... Uh, experience phone call, threatening phone calls which some have said could be the men in black or the oh target. yes the men in black they do do, uh, that, they do do that kind of thing yeah and some people especially the Mothman I don't know if I am the Chernobyl actually said they were visited by the men in black they, are, they do do that as well I have been reading about it I am so, so the Mothman could be an actual thing and then people have had to forget it because the men in black have used a little thing to make you forget. Yeah. Which, if you haven't read that fucking book, you can tell me. Well, I've, I've read enough to, to tell you that they don't have a wee thing that uh, makes people forget. Although, if they did a wee thing that makes people forget, people wouldn't remember that they had a wee thing that made people forget. But, what they do have is what, uh, a, threatening <laughs> a, threatening, a threatening manner which says, uh, don't tell anybody what you've seen or we'll kill you and your family. And they say, well, fair enough. That, that'll do it. I would have just said, oh, fucking seen the Santel crane at Chernobyl <laughs> again. <laughs> fucking weird. Although, uh, the Santel crane, that's pretty a big migration route to get to Russia. Uh, true. So that doesn't explain the Russian Mothman? Oh, yeah. The Sandhill Cream was just the West Virginia one. So that doesn't explain what they seen in Russia? Although they probably were happy. It is radiation. Right. Yeah. The fact that they're all, they're all dead now, they've seen a mod, they could have seen N coming out of there. Have you seen the Hills of Ice? Have you seen how some of the people now look? Like? Yeah, that's true. You forced us into the mines! <laughs> oh, I, don't, I still want to go to prepare. I'd love to do it, to go around and take photos. Uh, do they let you in or is it do you need to you can kind of go in now Snow but you need to be like you can only go in for a certain amount of time because the radiation is so high yeah. yeah apparently we were getting see after uh, Fukushima there was radi- radioactive particles were found kind of in our air as well but you were there when that happened no I mean here and here I, I was yeah we, there was uh, particles were getting found in there like as close or as far as here that's quite big that's like almost the whole world I know. If you think about like <laughs> a, a you think about like dissipation. No, but if you think about dissipation for Japan, yeah, dissipation yeah. to get to us, that's essentially the whole world. Well, uh, I say here. By here, I mean Europe. So it could be the far so end of Europe. So that's pretty far. I mean, that's Russia. That's, that's next to the next door. I didn't door. fucking do jobs. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I wasn't in Japan at the time because I'm still here. Right. I was in South Africa. I was in South Africa. We both travelled. I wasn't in South Africa. I was in Namibia. I was in Africa. Is that South Africa? No, that's North Africa. Africa. Well, I was somewhere. The continent of Africa. <laughs> and, so it was 2011, yeah. Well, so the Mothman 
Probably, um, probably, pro- probably, probably bullshit. Probably explainable. The bird manager noble, definitely real. Because <laughs> there's nobody there to dispute it. <laughs> and now that they've all got babies with like four heads, why don't we just give them it? Why don't we just let them believe that they've seen a big black bird? Aye. They've got way more stuff to worry about now. Aye, they've got a lot to worry about. Just... People don't, people don't pay money for freak shows anymore because everybody's equal and everybody's special. So if people, freak shows, people with two heads and like claw hands and stuff are working in offices. Like try tighten that. It's like I can't press the buttons with my claw hands. Like no, it's alright. You're, you're doing a you're movie doing a idea. Job. Office space. The noble victims. <laughs> Copyright. Can't fucking steal that one. Uh, so it's been a bit of a long episode. If you enjoyed it, let us know. Yeah. Uh, Get in contact with us at the usual places. Yep, you can uh, get in touch with us and tell us what you thought of the movies that we watched or the Mothman discussion we had at the end there. Uh, send us an email at scottandliamversusevil at hotmail.com. You can get us uh, on Facebook. Uh, you can just search for a page at uh, forward slash scottandliamversusevil. We also have a group that will be maybe more live with discussions. You just feel free to join that group and post whatever you want, uh, movie-related or horror-related. Air conspiracy or creepy related uh, and that is uh, again Scott and Liam versus Evil search for it in groups and you can also get us on Twitter where most of our interaction happens at Scott and Liam versus we're now accepting pre-orders of our Scott and Liam versus Evil uranium canister pack lunchboxes if you want to get one let us know <laughs> I think we should make them Aye. Uh, do you know if, if, if one person says they want it we need to make them no we don't Take pre-orders and you go out by the way, wasn't enough to, uh, demand. Yeah, there wasn't enough demand. So about supply and demand. Yeah. So all these do it. Yeah, to get on board with that. I'm now going to go show Scott this horrific arcade game and have fun. Ooh. So see you guys next week. Goodbye. No.